The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Content overload, rising prices, commercials. If you thought that we had moved on from the cable bundle, think again. Streaming platforms, they're recreating the very thing they tried to displace. So we're going to be right back to the cable setup. Yes, we will we've be. always had. This is like, oh, well, unbundle everything, split it up. Yeah, not really. People are cutting the cable TV bundle, and now some streamers are starting to rebundle. Kind of amazing. When is this going to end? When is our streaming nightmare going to end? <laughs> this week on Tech Check, the great re-bundling. The original peel of the direct-to-consumer streaming apps, easy to use, easy to afford. $5 a month for Netflix was a lot cheaper than the $60 a month for Xfinity or Spectrum's host of channels. But lately, streamflation has hit hard. The average cost of a major ad-free streaming service has increased by nearly 25% in the past year alone. Netflix went from $10 a month and then $15.50. Paramount Plus from $10 to $20. Disney Plus from $8 to $14. And then there's Max going from $15 to $16. Bucks. The average household, it has four different services. And the edge streamers did have is going away. You see one platform raise its prices, but then, you know, you might think it's just a dollar or two, but they're all doing it. So it really adds up. So paying for a basket of the top U.S. streaming services that includes Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, and Peacock, that would cost $87 a month. That is more than the average cable TV package, which costs $83. Now with streamflation, as each of these individual services has gotten more expensive, if you are gonna bundle them together yourself, you may actually end up paying more. A bundle by any other name, that's still a bundle. The price hikes were part of a broader economic reset as interest rates soared after the pandemic and the era of free money ended. Media giants like Warner Brothers and Disney they began to crack down, focusing on cost cutting and efficiency. Now the industry's emerging from this growth at all costs model to one that's envisioning profitability. Companies like Disney, they were losing millions of dollars every quarter on their streaming businesses. And then they realized that they had to jack up prices to stop the bleeding. You look at how much revenue ESPN generates versus ESPN Plus, uh, and you have a fair idea of how tough it is to be a streamer in this age, especially when every single major company has its own streaming platform. Another appeal of streaming services, no ads. Well, that's going away too. As Netflix, HBO, Disney, they all begin offering ad-supported tiers. Streamers basically just learning what cable companies knew all along. Advertising is a money printing machine. They make more on a viewer watching ads, even if the monthly fee for subscribers is way lower. The monthly revenue from the ads was so great that the ARPU, or the average revenue per user, for the ad-supported um, people paying $5 less a month was actually higher, and materially higher, than the ARPU for those who were taking um, the no-ad version. Netflix, too, has said that they make more on members with the app plan. It's kind of a win-win because it's a lower price option for our members, and it's both kind of incremental revenue, incremental profit to uh, uh, as a bit for the business. As Yogi Berra put it, 
deja vu all over again. The commercials and expensive monthly fees of the cable bundle days, they're back. They're just online this time. It's why more and more viewers are starting to cut the cord, this time on streaming services. Research shows that some 35 million users canceled their subscriptions to a streaming service in the second quarter of this year, while only 37.5 million signed up. That's a net addition of just 2.6 million. The industry calls it churn. People can just sign up for one month, watch everything they want of a new hit show, whatever it might be, The Bear on Hulu, and then cancel it for the next 11 months. That kind of behavior, it has increased an average of 35% from last year. The risk now is that those higher prices could drive churn, especially if consumers are disappointed by just how little new content is added this fall. Netflix has been relatively insulated, continuing to invest in originals or striking deals to license content from others. It's why Netflix is flourishing and taking market share while their peers are slowing down. But Paramount Plus, Peacock, Max, and Apple TV, they're seeing some of the highest rates of churn. Part of it is because content is hard to find. There's people that are, you know, not Luddites or whatever. They're like, I can't find what I want to watch because everything's all spread out. And it's expensive to make. A streaming service has to continuously generate new must-see shows or movies just to keep you from canceling. These services need to create enough content to keep you there all year. Most of the media companies right now, legacy media companies, are seeing them reduce content spend cut back pretty dramatically in order to get to profitability. It's a lot of pressure for a single streamer, and it's why many are looking to new partnerships with old rivals. The great bundling is complicating the once straightforward streaming landscape and creating once unheard of alliances. Longtime rivals are teaming up through deals of all shapes and sizes, and we'll try to break it down for you. There are the bundles owned by a single company, so under one umbrella, like Disney, ESPN, and Hulu. Then there are licensing deals, like Netflix's earlier this year with Warner Brothers for older HBO titles. Verizon's latest deal combines two competing streaming platforms, a new frontier in telco rebundling. Verizon announced a bundle deal for the ad tiers of both Netflix and Max for $10 a month. That's a 40% discount compared to their standard prices. Even retailers are trying to break in. Instacart is bundling Peacock, Walmart with Paramount. Even two competing platforms may be getting together. Apple and Paramount in talks reportedly to bundle into a cheaper package, according to the Wall Street Journal. The two have among the highest churn rates in the industry. Apple TV Plus and Paramount Plus both have more than 7% churn. That's ahead of the industry average of 5.7%. And they could use the help with their content. Both of them have relatively less new content specifically for streaming than some of the other services, obviously like Netflix uh, and maybe even Max. Apple TV's library, it is the smallest, just about a tenth of the content of the next Disney Plus. You might sign up for Apple TV Plus to watch the morning show, but then once you've gone through all their other shows, what's going to keep you around? Adding Paramount's lineup, including the film studios, CBS, and the newly added Showtime library, that would be a way to reduce churn. It could also hint at an even bigger coming sea change. Launching the streaming services was just the first step. Partnerships are second. And the final could be M&A, if some of these partnerships work out. Over time, um, streaming needs to migrate towards these big tech platforms. And I thought uh, breakups and sales of libraries, sales of sports assets, 
is, is the way that's gonna happen. Paramount or parts of it have long been a potential acquisition target. There have been a lot of speculation about who might be interested in buying up some of those pieces of Paramount. Rumors have long swirled of Warner Brothers merging with CNBC parent company, NBC Universal, or Apple buying Disney, Lionsgate, or Paramount. Certainly these partnerships, these kind of synthetic bundlings may be kind of a partial step. Regulatory approval, that's likely to be a hurdle, but one thing remains true. What's old is new again, and the bundle is back. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.